Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Not So Native Podcast. Let me introduce your host. My name is Rob Lamb. And I'm Aaron Bailey. Kick back and let us take you on a journey as we explore some of Arizona's most fascinating people, places, and things to do. Are you ready? Deciding where to grow your money isn't difficult. Do what we did at the Not So Native Podcast and go with a local financial leader who has deep ties in your community. Credit Union West has been serving their neighbors since 1951, offering high-yield savings accounts, affordable loans, and by contributing to local charities you care about. Join today at www.cuwest.org or drop by one of their many local branches. They'll be glad to see you. Hey, welcome back. It's Rob with the Not So Native Podcast. Aaron wasn't able to make it and join us today. So we are here at the Arizona Capitol Museum. And I don't know if you've had a chance to be here or not, but this is a great place to come and spend a day during the summer with your kids because it's air conditioned. And there's lots of great educational opportunities. And I am here with... Dory Hansen. And I'm the Chief Administrator of the Arizona Capitol Museum. Awesome. And native or not so? Not so. Not so. Where are you from? I am originally from Oregon. Oregon. Um, traveled here a lot uh, throughout the years and just knew that this was a place we wanted to be. So. Awesome. And we've got a couple other people I need to introduce. You are? Stephanie Mahan. I'm the assistant administrator and I am a native from Chandler. From Chandler, Arizona. Not too many people from Chandler, Arizona as natives, right? Yeah, Most people yeah. say Phoenix or something like that, but that's great. Farming community? No, not quite. No? <laughs> My parents moved from um, Texas and Oklahoma, so they liked that it was wider spaces, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but not, not farming. Not for farming or anything <laughs> no. like that? Okay, interesting. Cause, all right, and... I'm Naomi Primo. I'm the digital media coordinator, and I'm native. Native from? Uh, Phoenix. From Phoenix yeah, originally. Arcadia area. Arcadia yeah. area. For those of us that are listening, what, is, what area of Phoenix is that? Uh, Fashion Square. It's, it's part of central Phoenix, I would say, still. Just like right outside of it. I, I, for, those, for, for those of you that are listening or for your interest, I'm, I'm also not a native. My dad was a uh, sailor. And there's not a lot of oceans in the desert, so he lived in... We, Lived in San Diego for quite a bit in South Texas and wandered around the globe from there. So, so are you wonderful. the son of a son of a sailor? Oh, are you a Jimmy Buffett fan? <laughs> well, We've got a lot in common, Dory. Oh, that's huge. All right, we're, we are standing right now in Dory's office, which used to be the Superior Court? It was the Arizona Supreme Court, and we're in the judges' chambers right now. And if you, oh, Chief Justice, sorry. If you uh, walk through that door right there. Uh-huh. Oh, good sounds. Yeah. Oh, this wow. Is, uh, oh. This is actually it. This, this, oh, this is the, the, the courtroom. The Supreme Court. Oh, wow. We are getting really vaccines, folks. Yeah. Oh, look at that. I have never... You can't get in here normally, can you? Well, no. We show this. Oh, you um, do? But we use it for meeting spaces. It's oh, available wow. for people to uh, contact us on our website, and they can check this out if they need a meeting space. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. And what is, I, I should ask this of Miss Naomi, what is the website for 
the Arizona Capitol Museum? So it is the azsos.gov. So www.azsos or azcapitalmuseum.gov. Yeah. Yes, azlibrary.gov. Yes, correct. Slash uh, azcm. Yes. Okay, slash azcm. But All if right. you go to the Arizona Secretary of State's website, and find a button that says museum, you'll get there. Okay, yeah. very good. There is a lot of great artwork hanging around, or at least old pictures hanging around. Uh, I enjoy looking at that, seeing how Phoenix has changed. Some of the artwork that we have in our offices are from uh, previous exhibits and uh, things that have gone on in the museum in the past, before our time. And okay. uh, just, uh, you know, might as well put it back to use. Right. We're, okay. we're the state, so we don't have a lot of money. Right. <laughs> so we try to reduce and reuse. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Now, where are we heading now? We are heading down the hallway. Um, Stephanie, you want to talk about the part of the building we're in now? Sure. This is the 1919 edition. So they started uh, construction on it. Um, after Arizona became a state because they outgrew the territorial capital building, which we're in now. Um, uh, this is the rotunda? Yeah, yeah. Second floor rotunda, okay. So we can just head in here. All right. Um, this is where our tours usually start. Perfect. In the boss's office, the governor's office. Yes. <laughs> so this whole wing was the governor's. Awesome. We always start our tours by talking about um, Arizona being part of the Mexico territory, of course. Um, and we just try to go over and discuss how Arizona became a state. So we start in 1845. We go through um, the US-Mexico War, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. And then we quickly move over to the Civil War. <laughs> Did you know where the marker for the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo is? Mm-mm. You're familiar with Avondale, Arizona? Mm-hmm. Where the racetrack is, where ISM racetrack yeah. is, uh -huh. up on uh, Snake Mountain, right there up on oh. top of there, is a marker for the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. It's a boundary line, and it also is the baseline road. Oh, okay. how about that? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, so we're scooting over into the governor's protocol room. So uh, traditionally, the governor would sign bills in here, um, okay. have all kinds of you know ceremonial events. Um, now we've made it a timeline that discusses um, Arizona's territorial days. And the highlight, of course, is the Rough Riders flag, um, led by Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, my favorite thing when we have tour groups here with the fourth graders, I, I tell them that he was a knight at the museum, and they know immediately. Oh, they know. <laughs> They're like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt, oh, duh. That guy. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, for our generation watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And St. Socrates. Yeah. So That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this flag is pretty cool. Um, the night before the Rough Riders left to go out to Tampa, where they were shipped to Cuba, uh, they realized they didn't have an American flag. So the Women's Relief Corps of Phoenix got together and sewed this flag overnight. Overnight? Yeah, it's pretty neat. You can tell it's not perfect. It's got a lot of character. The stars are really straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's, yeah. 
And our, our students always try to cross multiply, but it's not even. There's 45 stars, not 46. <laughs> so then we. Even the last one, don't you think? Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's 12:05. Just put it right. on, Betty. Just yeah. Put it on. <laughs> yeah. So they took this flag with them and they brought it back after the war, and it's been here at the Capitol ever since. Really? Yeah. So wow. this is a, a really special case. The oxygen has been sucked out of it, um, and it has UV reflected glass. So it's pretty that cool. Is that's amazing. It's got yeah. a little chair up there in the, mm -hmm. in the top right corner. And, and it's the same, the same as the flag in that picture there. And we have the flagpole, too. Yeah, the flagpole, too. Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, displaying it's kind of a challenge, though. <laughs> so while we're standing here in the protocol room, just curious, how did you all get into this gig here at the State Museum? I mean, oh. how did you become the director of the museum? Uh, I was hired about four and a half years ago as a project manager to help create visibility for the museum. My first project was to create an online store for the museum, and my second was managing the design and installation of the coffee shop, which is now proudly serving Starbucks on the first floor. So the success of these two projects and my administrative experience uh, provided the opportunity to lead the museum, and I couldn't be happier. So thank you for asking. Stephanie, background? So it's actually kind of funny. I was a National History Day student in high school. Okay. And so I got really into, I just kind of fell into it. I had a research project that I loved, and I started doing archival um, research and just kind of ran with it. And then when I went to ASU for school, I um, ended up working in the archives there. Well, you're the fork, the, by the way. Yeah. The <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then I was hired to work in their uh, special collections with lots of rare books and artifacts, and I just wow. kind of fell in love with it. Um, I was getting certified to teach when I started working here. I thought oh. I was going to be a social studies teacher. Um, and then kind of the same thing, like I got, I just kept having opportunities <laughs> and, and, and yeah fell into it. Mm -hmm. but you're still teaching you talked about exactly and yeah it all just kind of fits together yeah. my degree is in political science and creative writing and everybody said what are you going to do with that and it's funny because i use it every day <laughs> See, there you go. she's such a good editor See, you, yeah. never, you never know how that's going to play out and naomi I have a big background in history. Like, I grew up doing history. Um, I did preservation work growing up. Uh, I went to GCU, and GCU gave me an amazing opportunity to work with the Historic Preservation Office of Phoenix. Um, oh, nice. I got East Lake Park recognized as a national historical marker, so that was oh, wow. really cool. And along the way, I met some pretty incredible people um, who kind of led me to here. We all have like similar kind of end stories. Uh, my, my childhood best friend uh, was actually a tour guide here, and he's the one that told me about the, the possibility of yeah, getting hired here. So that's kind and of where it started. he provided a glowing letter. Yeah. <laughs> he'd been a tour guide here, so I was like, okay, yeah. I think we need to take a look at this. Right. You couldn't say no. I couldn't, and I didn't want to. There you go. So how did we get all these great pictures of these people, and who are they? So these are the territorial governors. The territorial governors. <clears throat> and they, um, right around statehood, these, um, these portraits were commissioned. Okay. Um, and so there's a lot of great photographs of Governor Hunt in here signing bills, and these are the portraits that are on the wall. Oh, so, nice. yeah. 
Nice. They okay. were pretty much uh, commissioned for this room, and they're still here. And Governor Hunt loved the painters. I mean, <laughs> that was his thing, yeah. his legacy. There's a lot of paintings that had, are in our collection now that originated from Governor Hunt being here. Yeah, he advocated for the arts, for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. See, things you didn't know. Where, where are we going now, Stephanie? Now we're going into the governor's office. So Governor Hunt, of course, served in here as our first governor. Um, and there is a Lon McGargy painting here called The Prospector. Lon McGargy is a pretty uh, popular Southwestern artist. Um, Lon's Hermosa Inn was okay. his, um, I guess that was his ranch. Um, and so he approached Governor Hunt with uh, this drawing, basically. He had done a mock-up of this painting, and he knew that Governor Hunt was really sentimental about um, miners and unions. And so he said, I'll paint all these murals. I'll do a whole set. <laughs> and Governor Hunt actually used um, funds left over from the Constitutional Convention okay. to pay for these uh, paintings. So people think that's kind of funny that he used federal funds <laughs> to to decorate the Capitol. And, 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 and as hard as it was to get the state into statehood, that's, that's actually mm -hmm. kind, of, kind of hilarious. Yes. So, and that looks like the Superstition Mountain. Mm-hmm, yeah. Standing uh, at the bottom of it. That Gov might be the Lost Dutchman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Governor Hunt was from Huntsville, Ohio, and he oh. moved to Globe, and so he was, that was kind of his area when he got to Arizona. Uh -huh. okay. um, and we also, we wanted to highlight other governors in here. So we oh, also have sure. Governor Mofford, our first oh, female first governor. Female governor mm -hmm. um, and we also have Governor McFarland, so, who is my favorite. Oh, why is he your favorite? <laughs> because he created the state parks. And oh. he was one of the writers of the GI Bill. Okay. Um, and when Barry Goldwater beat him, he ran for governor. And I feel that he was more influential as governor than a senator. <laughs> He's wow. pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Mac. What, what do you like in this room, Chair Naomi? Uh, it probably has to be uh, Governor Hunt's <laughs> portrait up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can really see his uh, walrus sort of mustache, which okay. is a nickname that he had. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And then also um, Rose Mofford, the baseball there. Yeah. She's the reason why um, we had the Cactus League and kind of eventually brought over Major League Baseball. Really? Yeah. See, I did not know that. That's a that's a great fact. And for anybody who doesn't know um, what Governor Hunt looks like or who he looks like, I just like to think of Wilford Brimley. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, think? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. And he was very eccentric because he's actually now buried in a tomb mm -hmm. in Arizona, in Phoenix, just down the road. A Papago Park. A pyramid, a pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, a pyramid. Sorry. Pyramid. All right. And uh -huh. is that a, a live action photo of yeah. the man working? Yes, he's arranging flowers at his desk. He <laughs> was eccentric. That's, there's also cool. there's some great pictures of him knitting socks for soldiers during World War One at wow. his desk. Was that one down in the clock shop? I'm not sure. I huh. think so. There's, there's some great artifacts as well in here. There's mm -hmm. other, other things like, uh, there's a typewriter? Yes, that was his mobile typewriter. That was for so small that you could travel with it. And he used it when he was the ambassador to Siam. So the, the lid of the box has all these great um, like cargo stamps, I guess. Is that what you oh, would call uh -huh. it for shipping it? Uh -huh. um, 
Yeah, and he stops in Egypt, and he stops in, you know, Paris, and it's pretty cool. Wow. Are you tired of being stuck doing your own payroll and bookkeeping? Do you want more free time? Call Mary and her team at MLR Pro Tax and Accounting, 623-505-7141. They can help. MLR Pro Tax and Accounting provides year-round payroll and bookkeeping services to make tax time a breeze. Call Mary today so you can get out and explore more. 623-505-7141. architecture in this building mm -hmm. and where was and when you walk up it's very impressive you see the the big granite outside the building and you know did that come from far away or was that from here in Phoenix? South Mountain. South Mountain. Um, they actually some of the folks who work at the South Mountain and the BLM found um, one of the quarries where they think that they sourced the granite for the building. Wow. So they're getting ready to take a sample, a very small sample from our building to compare and see if it really is where it came from. Didn't you go out to that site mm -hmm. recently? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it's kind of by the mystery the, castle. Is, oh, I want I super want to close to that. that. Yeah, there's like a water tank right next to it. Yeah. This is a small minerals exhibit that we have that's curated by the Mining, Mineral, and Natural Resource Education Museum, which is under the Geological Survey at U of A. Okay. Um, it was formerly the Mining and Minerals Museum that was just down the road from us at 15th Avenue in Washington. Uh, I've been by that with the big old dump, the big thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're trying to show kind of the then and now for our students especially. Um, mining safety is a huge issue in Arizona. Mm. Over 100,000 abandoned mines still. Right. Um, so that's a focus for us. <laughs> Don't go into abandoned mines. <laughs> right. a, a brief story, I was out in Seven Springs yeah. Just a little bit east of uh, Phoenix, or northeast of Phoenix. And I threw a rock down into one of these uh, mines. Uh, I can't throw very far, so it probably went 20 feet, 30 feet. All I heard was rattlesnakes. Yep. <laughs> uh, There's all kinds of no, critters in no those. No need for me to go in there. <laughs> what is this big room over here on this side? Is that worth... This is a family gallery, so we have um, artwork from students in here. Um, it's uh, coordinated by Young Arts Arizona, which is a really cool nonprofit that um, works with students and helps them um, create art. Did this and then, room used to be something? This was the mine inspector's office. So that's oh. why we decided to uh, have the mining exhibit oh, outside see, of it. A, yeah. Thank, thank you. There's a sign <laughs> on the door, ladies and gentlemen. Mine inspector. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, we have a, a lot of ideas for this room. We'd like to add a reading quarter. We'd like to do like arts and crafts on Saturdays when we're when we open back up in September. Oh, um, nice. So stay tuned for more on this. Okay. <laughs> and I, I want to mention that um, this sounds like a good time to mention this. Um, the museum is free. Oh yes. We oh, offer um, free tours to school to students from September through May. Okay. Um, and they uh, are taught Arizona history. Okay. Is part of what Stephanie was talking about yeah. a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. when we were with, That's the tour she's talking about, the tour yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and so in order to keep these free tours, we're very limited on funds for our, our exhibits and different things. So if anybody is... there a 501c3 is, that yes, maybe people sure who are listening to? Yeah. Because we get a... Believe it or not, we have 
quite a few people from all over the, the globe who listen to this podcast because uh, of our interest in Route 66. And so there may be... There may yeah. be so what's the name of the 501C? It's uh, the Arizona Capital Guild, and uh, or it can be Arizona State Capital Museum. And uh, we can make sure that it, any sort of donation will get the 501C letter. Okay, very good. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Where to now, Miss Stephanie? Should we go that way, you think? Yeah. Okay. You, you drive. Yeah, I think so. Arizona just celebrated its 100th anniversary, and now, by, by, by golly, the, the Grand Canyon turns 100 years old. <laughs> yes. Who knew it was only 100 years mm -hmm. old? <laughs> right? <laughs> so President Wilson signed the, I think it was the Grand Canyon, I think it's the National Park Act, and he created it as a national park. Um, so we collaborated with them to bring this exhibit here. We've got this awesome model of the canyon. Um, we have the first female uh, ranger's jacket. I saw that with Naomi's post on Twitter. Oh, good. You can follow that Arizona <laughs> Capitol Museum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the first female ranger, her name was Polly Petra, and she was the second female ranger in all of the National Park Service. Is so she she's still with us cool. today? No. Oh, um, that was in the 1930s, oh, yeah. Yeah, 19, late 1920s. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty progressive, 1920s. Yeah. 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 And, and Rose Mofford being the first female governor, was she the first female governor mm -hmm. anywhere? No, no. just in no. Arizona. Oh, just in yeah. Arizona? Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. But, but Arizona is definitely known for women advancing in politics and yeah. um, taking on leadership roles. And we also have Colin Fletcher's backpack. <laughs> Colin Fletcher was kind of the pioneer of backpacking. He wrote a lot of books about it and oh. did a lot of backpacking trips through the Grand Canyon. Okay. So that's pretty fun. Yeah, neat. Very neat. I like the, uh, got the old ranger's hat and ranger mm -hmm. boots. And well, that picture is just amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, Who's this painter? So this is Hugo Medina. He is a local muralist. He's actually, um, he's originally from Bolivia. His family moved to New York and then he and his family settled in um, Arizona. And he's done a lot of local murals. He did, um, the one I always think of is the Wallace and Ladmo mural on the side of the first studio building oh, on First Avenue um, downtown. But he's done dozens more, and he's also an arts educator. So he goes to schools and he works with kids, and they create usually large murals at their schools. Wow. Yeah. Is his contact info on one of these things? <laughs> we can get it for him for sure. Yeah. Well, that would be awesome. I'd love to have him on. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, he's a man after my own heart. We might have to uh, <laughs> have him on while we're smoking or yes. There's a safe in this room, or is <laughs> yes. that a jail? It's a safe. It's a safe. There okay. are six safes throughout the building. One is in our offices. So, yep, there's one right there. <laughs> um, and if, you know, of course, they were they were doing government business in these spaces, so they had to have places to put confidential uh, documents. In these two rooms, this was the historic Secretary of State's office. So I'm assuming there were oh, voter rolls and all kinds of you know there's, stuff there's that you want to lock stuff up. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a Lego flag. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's by a group called Bonanza Educational, um, and it has a, a, one Lego to represent every square mile of the state. It's like a, how many? 113, and it's 
<laughs> well, we got to go up and look at yes, it now. Yes, yes. So we can get the it's truth. It's the in, Yeah. You'll be able to no. see a picture of this on our website because I'll come back and snap a shot of it. 113,998 blocks. 113,998. 113,998. Wow. So it's one block for every... Square mile. Square mile of Arizona territory. Mm -hmm. Arizona state land. Mm -hmm. or land mm -hmm. within our boundaries. Yeah, it's kind of, they had to use trigonometry to create the wave so that it'll stand upright. It's kind of cool. Well, <laughs> I geek see, out over that. I'm like, trigonometry. Yeah, see, <laughs> who knew, who knew that you could uh, use mathematics for that kind of stuff? <laughs> Looks like we're going into the Arizona History Library, but I may be wrong because we've changed the name to protect right. the innocent. That's right. So, <laughs> Oh, oh, I, I, I commented yeah. on this. Yeah. So this is Holy going cow. to be the state of Arizona via model train um, in the 1950s. And we have the Arizona Railroad Historical Society are putting all of their time and effort into creating this exhibit. This and, is where I uh, geek out right here. Yeah. It's, it's going to be it's cool. really cool. Um, so we're really excited for this to open. That's why we gave it such a prominent location. Um, and I uh, think that, you know, it'll be uh, very cohesive to what we have in the museum. Yeah, wow. That's, that's going to be amazing. It's, maybe I'll see if I can come back up and snap a shot of it and put it on our website. So yeah. People can see when they want to. They're contribute. here on Wednesdays, so They're, if you came, they'd be operating oh, in some way. Oh, they would Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And um, oh, wow. when they're not uh, using heavy machinery or equipment that's too loud or um, solvents that smell too bad, um, <laughs> they have the doors open when they're here so that people can walk through and see what they're working on. How, how sweet is that? That is so rad. I can't wait to hear about all the different areas. That would be... Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we'll have a place where you can walk through the Grand Really? So, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a four-year build-out. I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule, and uh, they do plan to have at least one train running uh, by this holiday season. We are going to the historic house chamber. Historic house chamber. Yeah. Okay. So this is where our state constitution was written in 1910. Okay. Tell me more. There were 52 delegates. Okay. Um, all men. A lot of them were um, laborers of some kind, ranchers, miners. There were also, you know, several attorneys. Um, they came from all over the state. Of the 52, seven of them were born internationally. Only three of them are actually from Arizona. And the rest came from around the United States. Wow. They were not so native. They were all not so native. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Good job. Good job. That's amazing. It looks like a, honestly, it looks like an old schoolhouse. Yeah. Right here. Uh, let, me, let me put my, I don't want to put my cup on the wood. I saw you take That's a picture. Okay. <laughs> so everything in here is pretty much um, a reproduction. Um, and so we bring our school tours in here and they get to sit in the seats where our delegates were sit seated and talk about. Um, our constitution and Arizona becoming a state. Did any of them ever ask what that copper-looking thing over there in the, on the side All of the wall? All the time. Was? Yes. Every single tour. <laughs> Every single Every tour. Single tour. Yeah. yeah. So those are the heaters and the, 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 the yeah, yeah, the boiler originally was where the coffee shop is now. 
That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, making hot water down there. A perfect, perfect place for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, these portholes, though they look like portholes around the top of the the gallery, they yeah. used to pop out to allow airflow in. Of course, they didn't have air conditioning. Ah. Um, so that was kind of an interesting feature. And then you mentioned earlier the transom windows above the doors. That was also to try to mitigate the heat. Yeah, let it out. Yeah. 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 yeah that's amazing. Just, just the architecture mm -hmm. is. It's fascinating to me, and to think that you know most of this stuff was built without machines. Yeah, yeah. It, it was built with your hands and slapping your finger on a <laughs> right, yeah, hammer in your finger. You know, I mean. I think yeah, every time I come amazing. into these rooms, I see something new. Yeah, a lot the of detail. Sure, at the top of the columns there, and you know, just the vents, the vent covers. Mm-hmm. When I was here with my kids, we were upstairs in the, is that the gallery? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the gallery, and we were just sitting up there looking, I was thinking, can you imagine what it was, what it was like when they were in here, you know, debating what should be, shouldn't be in the Constitution of the state of Arizona and how that was going? I mean, granted, we had a, a pretty good thing to go off of, right? The, the U.S. Constitution, I mean, if you look at most state constitutions, they're pretty much yeah patterned after mm -hmm. that except for the nuances for the culture in that state so sure yeah it's fascinating stuff so it's pretty cramped in here with 52 desks and we have 60 representatives now in our legislature so oh. you can imagine they outgrew the space pretty quickly uh -huh. and that's why they meet in the chambers out front now okay. so their first legislative session i think was in 1960 um in the new in the most recent chambers and then um, the governor moved into the executive tower in 1974, and it was the late 1970s that they decided to create a museum. Oh, wow. So we've been here for a while. Well, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. And these side rooms are all like, yeah. uh, full of artifacts, of course. Mm -hmm. So it's the speaker and the chief clerk's offices. Okay. Um, and again, you can just, like, that's how cramped it was in here, that they have these little tiny offices just off to the side. Wow. Yeah. But in, in clearly, they didn't meet during the summer most of the time. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and this room uh, talks about the changes that we've had to the Constitution through initiatives. Um, we're actually preparing to um, put a different exhibit in here about the uh, history of voting rights. Oh. So the voting booth will stay. Nice. <laughs> nice. And, and to think that that's how it was done. And then that's how it was counted. Mm-hmm. And it's got the lever for the curtain, which I think is really fun. I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> the very first time I was allowed to go into a vote voting booth publicly, Jimmy Carter was running for election. So I was probably about eight, six, eight. And yeah. And they, we saw those things. And it was fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating to me. So what happened in here? Oh, this is a judiciary committee. Mm -hmm. And then there was... Something passed through the window. Is that where they passed all the liquor? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> they so, went to the Adams Hotel to do that. <laughs> oh, okay, great. There's a pretty cool, if you look at the rail up here in front of us, um, there's a cigar burn. We've been talking about cigars. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see it right here. Oh. So the legislators used to come out around the rail. Um, there's also lots of boot marks 
Um, the governor would come out on the second floor near his, his office, and then the press would be on the fourth floor, and they would talk back and forth about legislation. And the press would catch it all coming back down from the dome. Because huh. they would have been in the galleries. Right, 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 right. Watching what was going on. So mm -hmm. they'd all run out here. They'd congregate around here, and then they'd go back and vote. <laughs> and, then they'd, and then they'd go hit the telegraph machine. And yeah, yeah, that's still fascinating. Can <clears throat> talk a little bit about this room yeah. that oh. holds our Mercy Train collection? And Mercy Train? Yeah. Okay, tell me about it. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell a little bit, um, and then I'll let Stephanie go into a deeper. Okay. Um, the Gratitude Train, were, uh, there were boxcars that were sent to all of the states in the United States, and um, they were filled with gifts from the French people. Um, and when I say gifts, it was, you know, contents probably from their home, artwork and ashtrays and any little thing that they had that they wanted to give to people in the United States to say thank you for helping uh, in the war effort. And uh, Arizona actually has one of the largest intact collections of the train and the collection inside. And the train car itself um, is down at the McCormick Stillman Ranch in Scottsdale. Oh, really? Yeah. It's right down there. Mm -hmm. Oh, fascinating. Okay. So, yeah, it's a little large. We couldn't have kids. that here, but um, <laughs> it's up front. It's kind of right up front in the park. When oh. you drive into the parking lot, you can see it. I have yeah. to go. I have to pay attention. To that. I, I wasn't. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was just a really neat, cool train car. You that's know, what, actually, now. that's what it looks like right there. Oh. And they restored it. Um, so we're really, um, you know, honored to have this in-depth collection. And uh, there are people that follow this and go to every state and try to find the, 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 the gratitude, car. the uh -huh. box cars yeah. from every state. Wow, how interesting. Mm -hmm. What Wait. am I missing? Um, it was, so the reason that we have the largest collection is because Arizona couldn't figure out how to fairly disperse the gifts. So the people of France wanted the gifts to go to the citizens, um, but they remained in the Arizona Library, um, and then they were transferred to us when we became a museum. Um, so some of the one of the really cool objects in the collection is a wedding dress. Um, and we've been doing some research on the dresses. Ours is from Lyon. North Carolina's is from Lyon. So is um, Idaho's. I think there's a couple other states. So we have a good feeling that probably all of the wedding dresses came from Lyon, which is known for its silk making. Um, and just thinking about that effort, that concerted, you know, if somebody in Paris in the Mercy Train Committee is reaching out to somebody in Lyon saying, we need you to find 49 wedding dresses. <laughs> to fill 49 boxcars that are being, you know, shipped wow. to America in 1949 when it's still a very war-torn country. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty moving. And then over here we have, uh, there are tons, I, dozens, hundreds of smoking papers or cigarette papers. Um, they're all stamped, thank you for the friendship train. So it's also believed that the gratitude train was in response to um, America's friendship train, which was filled with relief supplies to help both France mm -hmm. and Italy rebuild. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with a researcher who is from France. He married an American diplomat. He's very sentimental about the brothers in arms, uh -huh. and he just loves the cigarette papers because he can imagine you know, soldiers coming together and rolling a couple cigarettes and spending time together. Yeah, playing some cards. I think it's or... hilarious because everybody in France smokes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Of course, they would think we need that. Yeah. Well, in 1949, it wasn't yeah. just France. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So we have hundreds of gifts in this collection. Do you think and that it was a, let me ask you this mm -hmm. in, in its opinion, mm -hmm. so it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not based on fact. Yeah. I know my opinion right now. Do you think it was better that the gifts weren't dispersed to the individuals and were somehow mistakenly sidetracked to a warehouse that saved them? Um, it's a double edge. Sure. Of course, you want to honor you know, the wishes. Honor the wishes. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, now we have this incredible collection that's being investigated by researchers, and they're mm -hmm. finding tons of really valuable information. Um, the researcher that we've been working with primarily, he's been able to go back, because every gift came with a label. A lot of times they put their address on it. So he's been able to find either the gift givers or their descendants oh, right. and connect yeah. all of this. He's an engineer and he's mapped it out, you know? And <laughs> so, it. yeah, it's just like a wealth of information that we're able to. And we've talked about, you know, in this case, like we have hundreds of, you know, cigarette papers. And in some cases we have hundreds of tourism books. Like we probably could stand to share those with other institutions. Oh, institutions, sure. So we're not, we don't necessarily have the desire to hoard these forever. Sure. But maybe hoard's not the right word, sure. but <laughs> if that's the impression. Uh, and uh, enshrine them. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the, but they them. are preserved But in, they are being protected. Yes. Exactly. In, in a climate-controlled environment, very optimum uh, conditions mm -hmm. for any sort of artifacts. So. City of Goodyear is working on reset, restoring one of their old train uh, depots. Cool. So, I don't know. <laughs> <Maybe it was. laughs> interesting, interesting yeah. stuff. So, let's see, I, I think... I never knew about it. Honestly, I saw Naomi's post on Twitter uh -huh. about the gratitude train. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, this to our left is Justice O'Connor's robe when she was on the Superior Court here in Arizona. Which one? Oh, her robe? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then that is the phone that she received the call that she had been nominated as a Supreme Court Justice. So it's pretty cool. But Mr. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Good for you. See, I, I, I do pay attention. <laughs> is it Wednesday? It's normally I'm good on Tuesday. Naomi made a good point that we should look at the seal while we're up here. Oh, yes, yes. The Arizona State Seal. Naomi, let me stand by, let's stand by Naomi and, and have her tell us about this great seal. This is very interesting. It's actually missing two of our five C's. The five C's of Arizona. Tell yes, us what the five correct. C's of Arizona are. So you have are. copper, climate, um, cattle, citrus, and... Was it cotton, I believe? Uh, yes. Cotton. And yep. so you have climate, you have uh, you have the... Cotton? Yeah, you have all that, but you're missing the cattle, mm -hmm. as well as the citrus. Yeah. Yes. So we sent this to a company in Ohio, and when they gave it back to us, we realized that those two were missing. Uh oh. Yeah, but the week that this was getting put in, we were supposed to have this ball or dance, and so we just kept it in, and then we just left it here. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice piece of history. When was that? 1923. 1923. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a mosaic uh, tile factory in Ohio that created it. And we have a lot of snowbirds. They come from Ohio. And they can bring the other pieces <laughs> with them. Right. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh, oh, um, so we're incredibly, uh, well, we're incredibly careful to not have people walk on it. That's 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, ropes around it. Perfect, but, perfect reason. But you certainly can come and sit on the floor and get as close as you want to to it. Oh. Wow, that's awesome. That's good. Should we take the elevator downstairs? I think we should end at the USS Arizona. So this is a silver service uh, from the USS Arizona. Um, one misconception that some people think is that it was um, salvaged from the wreckage. Uh, fortunately, it was removed from the ship prior to uh, the ship being at Pearl Harbor. Okay. Um, Last year, my family, uh, my kids and I were here at the US. We came and looked at this in January. Oh, yeah. And then in June, we're at Pearl Harbor. So it's cool. pretty, pretty full circle to see both, yeah. both ends of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. I, I'm sorry, I digress. I no, that's you. okay, that's okay. It, this is when my dad was a sailor. Yeah. So this is kind of a, a thing that I, he passed away last year too, oh. so it was it's kind of ironic that we were there in, yeah. in uh, Pearl Harbor. So tell me about the silver. And that's a big copper pot. Yes. <laughs> so um, I think this one's, yeah, this is the punch bowl, all the copper goblets. I love, I just love this so much that there are saguaros and mermaids on the same <laughs> piece. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, all of the pieces reflect Arizona in one way or another. So there's one behind you that's actually got the Capitol building um, etched into it. Um, and then there are other ones as well. A couple have um, uh, Lon McGargy paintings, that, those that we had talked about before that Governor Hunt commissioned. Yes. Two of those paintings, um, those images are etched onto a bread basket or a plate. This would um, served in the wardroom aboard the ship? This would have been for um, like the admiral to yeah. entertain mm -hmm. um, you know, dignitaries. Um, the USS Arizona was part of the fleet that um, escorted President Wilson to um, the Paris Peace Treaty. Um, so it probably was used in those kinds of instances sure. when it was basically Air Force One at that time. Sure. Well. Wow. Yeah. So after after the war, it was in storage, um, and then some of our leaders here in Arizona decided that they wanted it to be returned. So it was actually displayed at the State Fair in the early 1950s. Then it moved to the National Bank downtown. Um, and then actually Governor Castro's wife, I think her name was Patricia, she wanted it moved to the executive tower. Then Governor Symington moved it to the museum. So it's well, traveled <laughs> quite a bit. And Governor Symington tells a story about his first few days in office. An admiral called him and said that they wanted the silver back or, or one of the pieces of silver. And he was just sweating and he said, you know, I was going to keep that no matter what. I wasn't going to let that go on my first couple of days being the governor. Uh -huh. You know, I wasn't going to lose the silver service. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, he likes to tell about how he saved the silver. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Is this a piece of the Arizona right here? That is. It's a relic um, that it's from the ship's hull. And um, it's kind of a cool story. In the early 1990s, the museum's curator actually went out to Pearl Harbor and picked it out, basically, for the museum. Wow. Um, the National Guard agreed to fly her and the relic back because they wanted to make sure it got here safely. Um, but they wouldn't pay for her to go out there, so people donated. And we have a list of those who wrote checks, and one of them is Governor Mofford. Mm -hmm. And then there are a lot of members of the American Legion who also contributed to it. Good old American Legion. They're yeah. always good for it. 
I did not know that Pearl Harbor was only what, 42 or 46 feet deep. I always mm. thought it was so much deeper, but yeah. that's why you can see the top see of it. You can see the, uh, the top of the uh, Arizona. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. And of the 21 ships that they sunk, I think mm -hmm. it was 21, we refloated 19 of them. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. It's just amazing. incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's Engineering. Sorry, I'm just going to point to these objects really quick. We have a few um, pieces on display here. One is a bugle. It belonged to Maurice Vincent, who was the bugler assigned to the USS Arizona during the attack. He had applied for um, basically to go to get increased bugle training. And the morning of the attack, he actually was um, put on a different ship and was about 14 miles away when um, the attack occurred. Whoa. So he had the bugle with him, and then about 40 years later, he mailed it to the museum with a handwritten letter saying, I've had this, it belongs to the USS Arizona, and I want it to be with the Silver Service. Um, so it's kind of incredible. And then we also have the Last Man Champagne set. So Governor, or I'm sorry, President Ford um, gave this bottle the last survivors um, to toast. Um, when the time came. The USS Arizona Survivor Association asked the museum to hold on to it, so it, we took custody of it in the early 90s. Um, and then a few years ago, I think it was 2014, um, the, the survivors at that time, there were nine of them, they decided that they didn't want one person to be toasting by themselves. So four of them actually went to Pearl Harbor and our curators arranged for the champagne set to be mailed to Pearl Harbor. Wow. Um, they had two replica glasses made since there were four of them and we only had two glasses. And then when the ceremony ended, uh, Navy divers took one of the glasses and lowered it onto the memorial. So it's pretty neat. I love sailors. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. good-hearted good people. <laughs> yeah. Good-hearted people. Nice. Um, the Arizona Republic did a really long form story about it that's really touching. Um, I think you can still find it online. Oh, well, it's pretty okay. Cool. And this flag here is another flag. <clears throat> mm -hmm. What is this one from? It was salvaged um, from, they, there's, we're not quite sure exactly who it belonged to. Um, they believed that it was, oh, the sign doesn't say it since we don't, we're not positive. They believe that it was um, Captain Van Valkenburg. Is that right? Mm. Um, that it was in his gig. Okay. Um, it was definitely salvaged from the wreckage. Um, and then it was, I didn't realize this, that it, it was not that uncommon for people who were in these tragic instances to kind of take souvenirs, not the right word, but then they would gift it to people. So there was a person at the American Legion who wound up with this flag because a friend gave it to him. Um, and then later on, they, they wanted it to come to the museum. So, and we have the original letter too, where they're explaining kind of where they think it came from and all that stuff. I think they were uh, just trying to take a memory. Sure. Yes. So I, I think that's more. Well, right. Uh, yeah, definitely not a souvenir. That's yeah, not the not right word. It's kind of like to keep, keep it alive by having a piece of the story. Mm -hmm. Like people picking pieces from the 9 uh, Right. From the World Trade Right, exactly. yeah. So similar, you go through such a uh -huh. tragedy that you want to. And there's, is that a picture of them putting the cup down in the bottom of the. No, uh, these are just, um, the wreckage is still so unsafe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so they only send drones in, and um, 
when they were trying to, when they had their salvage efforts, they ended up um, stopping them pretty early on um, just because it was so dangerous. There were so many, um, all the, you know, a person would get to a certain spot and then something would fall behind them and they wouldn't be able to get out again. Uh, Um, So it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. You can go online and watch videos of drones and it's so untouched. Um, and you can see in that picture there that's um, up here. I think this is like a fireplace or a table. Oh, yeah. There's a table, and then there are other images of people's, um, like their nightstand, there's still a watch on it, and things like oh, that. Interesting. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. And this is the model I was talking about. Oh, yeah, tell us about the model. This yeah, is so um, there is a gentleman that is a model shipbuilder, um, and he's one of the kind of guys that he'll take his model to the park, and you'll see him, you know, playing with it in the pond, maybe. Uh-huh that he would love to uh, donate it to the museum. Um, So we will, on December 7th, be taking that artifact in, and uh, we'll be having a little ceremony on on Pearl Harbor Day, too. And is there usually a big ceremony here on Pearl Harbor Day? It just depends on... um, The year? uh, Yeah. On the anniversary, like if it's the 65th or so. Right, right. Um, that's what we have planned this year. Um, last year we had the choir singing, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Orpheus Men's Choir. We had the Orpheus Men's Choir sing um, some military songs and along with their holiday. Well, so, yeah. Thank you. I hope to meet you again and come back. And, and hopefully you don't mind listening to the podcast every now and then. Oh, and nice to meet you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, well, thank you very much. I will. You all have a great day. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you another time. Thank you for joining us here at the Not So Native Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our website, notsonativepodcast.com, and leave a comment or two. Also, follow us on social media to get the latest update on our adventures. Until next time. Until next time.